Patriots, Constitutionalists, MAGAs, Rebels, The Awakened, Inquiring Minds, and yes, all you bitter clingers. Live from Freedom Speak Studio, I'm your host, Becca Marie. You are listening to Freedom Speak on AM 1190, KXKS Albuquerque, as well as streaming complete with video on Facebook, X, Rumble, and Instagram. Our call-in line is 505 444 5059, and you can also interact with us through Facebook and Rumble Chat. Just search for our channels under Becca Marie, B E C C A M A R I. Be sure to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to any of our previous shows and even download the show notes. You can also download the podcast of this show from SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Want to send us questions and comments? We love those. Email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. This show is sponsored by Memory Revitalizer. You know, I look at the world we live in today, and it's so full of division and hatred, which, by the way, has been engineered by the left in an effort to divide and conquer a population that is confused and afraid. This got me thinking about some quotes from Sun Tzu's book, The Art of War. Mm, one of my favorites. Oh, yes. Supreme excellence consists of breaking the enemy's resistance without fighting. This is what the communist left has been doing to us over the past few years. They want to break us down. They want to make us live in fear. They want us to not fight back. In the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity. Chaos is what they've been creating the past few years. Antifa, Black Lives Matter, defund the police, endless investigations of political opponents, FBI goon squads raiding people's houses, endless wars, fraudulent elections, the scamdemic, letting criminals continue to commit crimes. Engage people with what they expect. It is what they are able to discern and confirms their projections. It settles them into predictable patterns of response, occupying their minds while you wait for the extraordinary moment that which they cannot anticipate. This has been accomplished through a campaign of constant fear and manipulation. The divide and conquer tactics by the now communist left has not necessarily had what I believe are the desired results they were hoping for. They tried to divide black from white, gay from straight, Democrats from Republicans, rich from poor, Christians from non-Christians, and the list goes on. The Democrat Party from the days of old is gone. Face it. It used to be a party that had some different ideas, but for the most part, they loved our country. Not so anymore. But let's don't forget about those little things like how the Democrat Party fought against uh, freeing slaves. Let's don't forget about how they fought against women having equal rights and women's having, women having the right to vote. They fought, they fought against all of that. All of that seems to be forgotten, which is partly why there is also a push to erase history. 
The Democrat Party has now been taken over by radical leftists which detest what this country stands for. It's been taken over by the ideals inspired by those such as Vladimir Lenin, Karl Marx, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Kim Il-sung, Adolf Hitler, and Fidel Castro. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure that the president of Canada actually is the love child of Fidel Castro. These ideals involve oppressing free speech, disarming the citizenry, discouraging religion, creating a welfare state in which everyone is dependent on an all-powerful central government, trying to make everyone equal and the same, and ruling through fear and intimidation. The kind of government I describe crushes political dissent and will even imprison and or execute those that speak out against them. We're really close to all of that in the United States of America right now, people. Many individuals from all the categories of people I previously mentioned are starting to wake up and see what's happening. The leaders of this new communist Democrat Party see this and are working hard to import a new dependent class of people through an open border to replace those they are losing. They are growing the welfare state in America, which typically votes for those that will continue to fund the welfare state, namely the Democrats. We're now seeing a new kind of division, not only here in the United States, but across the world. We are seeing two groups emerging from this division. Communists, leftists, socialists, also known as progressives, along with useful idiots that follow them, and those who want to live in freedom. Conservatives, libertarians, MAGA Republicans, and those that simply want to live their lives free from big government control. I found this post on X that inspired me to write today's monologue. It's a quote from Soviet dissident, and I hope I pronounce this guy's name right, Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn. Solzhenitsyn, okay. The docky's better at pronouncing these words than I am. It goes like this. Times are a-coming. The most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who wanted to be left alone. They try so very hard to mind their own business and provide for themselves and those they love. They resist every impulse to fight back, knowing the forced and permanent change of life that will come from it. They know that the moment they fight back, their lives as they have lived them are over. The moment the men who wanted to be left alone are forced to fight back, it is a form of suicide. They are literally killing off who they used to be. Which is why, when forced to take up violence, these men who wanted to be left alone fight with unholy vengeance against those who murdered their former lives. They fight with raw hate and a drive that cannot be fathomed by those who are merely play-acting at politics and terror. True terror will arrive at these people's door, and they will cry, scream, and beg for mercy. But it will fall upon the deaf ears of the men who just wanted to be left alone. You know, God-fearing, law-abiding Americans just want to live in peace and do the right thing. We will, however, if backed into a corner, bring fury to our enemy, the likes of which I believe they just can't seem to conceive. We have millions of guns 
the training to use them, and other skills which make us a formidable enemy. War is messy. It's ugly. And a lot of innocent people die. Look at what's going on in Ukraine. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying in this senseless war in Ukraine. In this country, we already had one civil war. For more than a century, the most accepted estimate was about 620,000 dead, a specific figure of 618,222 is the often cited, with 360,222 Union deaths and 258,000 Confederate deaths. All of this chaos and division created by these evil people got me thinking about a couple of verses from John chapter 8 in the Bible that go like this. But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning he came again to the temple. All the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placing her in the midst they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such woman, women. So what do you say? Jesus responded to their question by saying, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. We see a lot of stone throwing going on by everyone, including both Christians and non-Christians. This involves excluding people because of their skin color, their race, their religion, their lifestyle, or just because you don't like the way somebody looks. And, you know, this is going on in, this doesn't just go on between Democrats against Republicans. This is going on within the Republican Party and conservatives. I see this going on all the time. This is why we can't seem to get together to fight back against what's going on. We need to all understand the fact that we are all sinners. I guarantee you're all sinners. You've all done something. (laughs) I guarantee if we look at your life and you were honest, we would find that you've done plenty of sinning. We are flawed human beings. We are vulnerable to the things of the world that will lead us into temptation. To win against this evil, those of us that desire freedom need to realize this fact and work together. I'm confident freedom-loving people from all over the world are figuring this out. I want to conclude this open with another quote from Sun Tzu. Thus we may know that there are five essentials for victory. He will win who knows when to fight and when not to fight. He will win who knows how to handle both superior and inferior forces. He will win whose army is animated by the same spirit throughout all of its ranks. He will win who prepared himself, waits to take the enemy unprepared. He will win who has military capacity and is not interfered with by the sovereign. And you know... Some of the things from that I think about, I think about how he will win whose army is animated by the same spirit throughout all its ranks. I believe that we conservatives, we believe that we believe in freedom and liberty, have the moral high ground on this. I believe that most of us believe that God is the one that we are here to serve and that uh, we are, I think those of us that want to do the right thing, I think we have the power. And 
like I said earlier, you know, they're going to push and they're going to push and they're going to push and they're going to they're going to do their FBI goon squad raids. They're going to uh, uh, file indictments against our their political opponents. They're going to try to make us live in fear and intimidation. And at some point they're going to go too far. And I really, really, really dread that day. So I've got with me in the studio today, I've got uh, Dr. Summers is hanging out with me for a while longer. And, uh, and then also I've got Ant Thornton with us. And uh, he was running for lieutenant uh, governor a while back and uh, didn't quite make it. But he's running for another office now. And uh, so, Ant, welcome. Thank you. It's glad, glad to be here. That was quite the uh, opening stint there that you had. I wasn't sure whether to be um, depressed by it or to get activated by it. <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't sure of that either when I was writing it. You know, it's like, but I, I was on this Sun Tzu kick when I was writing this one. It's like, you know, I found some good stuff in Sun Tzu that just, and you know, that one, that one uh, phrase from that uh, Soviet dissident uh, that, Somebody posted that on social media the other day, and it's like, wow, that is a very powerful statement that guy made. Yes, it is. I, I saw that. I think I saw the same, same statement yeah. on Facebook. And, uh, and you don't want it to get to that point where uh, the folks who just want to be left alone decide to finally react and say enough is enough. And if it gets to that point, that's exactly how it will be. Yeah. Uh, there will be no turning back. No. And so I hope our country doesn't come to that. I think we need to stay with the legitimate ways of changing the power, uh, power balance in this country. And I think that's one of the reasons why I decided to get one, back, get one more shot and get back in the race. And, and, and I'm running for state senator for my district, District 19, which is out in the East Mountains. It's where you live, actually. Yeah, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And, and I signed your petition. I appreciate ha- that. How are you doing on your signatures, anyway? Actually, we just put out a text message yesterday, and we got... All the signatures I should ever need uh, just to that one text message. So we sent it to all the Republican, registered Republicans in my district. Great. Uh, and uh, we've got, uh, I woke up this morning and it was full. So, nice. So we're, we're set. And, and on top of that, I've already gotten a lot of uh, paper petitions as well. So we're, okay. we're in good shape. I know uh, one of your uh, one of your people helping you out. She showed up at my house the other day in the East Mountains. She's knocking on my door, getting uh, getting signatures. And oh, was that uh, Chris Brown or was it uh, Kathy McCoy? God, I'm terrible with names. <laughs> okay. I wish I was better at names. I, I, I know she's helped you out in the past. Okay. Yeah, she's fantastic. But uh, yeah, she stopped by, and uh, but both me and my roommate have both signed your petition. We appreciate that. Yes. No, we're looking forward to it. it it's uh, it's not clear whether or not I'm going to have a contest in the primary or not. At this point, I haven't heard anything, but uh, if so, I'm ready for that. And uh, of course, the main race will be in the uh, general uh, race in November. Um, I, my the guy I'm replacing, Greg Smedes, when he ran uh, the last time, he had an opponent, a Democratic opponent, who who out financed him by three to one and yeah i think his uh, opponent brought in uh, hundred and fifty six thousand dollars uh to try to take him out and he still won so i'm i'm hoping that that uh first of all i hope i can raise enough money to, yeah. to put up a good battle but secondly uh i think the the area that i represent is is leaning conservative and so therefore i believe uh, uh i'll have a good chance I think so too. You know, I see a lot of signs out in the East Mountains. I see a lot of sign, you know, a lot of Trump signs. I see a lot of American flags, and that's mm-hmm. always a good sign. It is because you know 
liberals never put American flags n- never out. have American flags they hate this country they absolutely hate this country <laughs> so no they don't have American flags so it's like you, you always have a good when you're walking up to a home you have a flag out you it's like you already know it's like yeah I'm probably gonna get a signature here <laughs> so tell me aunt what what got you into I know I know you and I we both have engineering backgrounds and stuff like that and what what got you interested in getting involved in politics was it was it the fiasco over the last three years that motivated you no, no actually it was way before that I okay dr summers recognized that uh, he, he had met me a while back ago during the tea party days so oh yeah during yeah. the obama days and uh and so i i really got more engaged at that point um during the when i saw what obama was doing and and i thought uh, this guy is really more of a socialist you know, he came out, when he first came out, he thought about, he talked about no red state, no blue state. And I thought, okay, this guy, he's half black, half white. I thought, wow, if there's anybody that could actually join the country together, this is the guy, right? Yeah. So he really came out very spectacularly. And then his true color started showing. And I didn't vote for him. And my, my family, Yeah, no, I didn't either. My family was like, they couldn't believe I wouldn't vote for, quote, the first black president. And I said, no, look at his policies. I said, he's moving, he'd be moving us in the wrong direction. So that's when I started getting involved. I got involved in the Tea Party and, um, and started paying attention. But I think what really changed my mind was I actually read the book by Mark Levin, uh, Tyranny and Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about a, a wake-up call. When I read that book and I thought, oh, my God. That was great. And then I read the book called The Creature from Jekyll Island, which was a book by Richard Griffin with, uh, with regards to the creation of the Federal Reserve. And it was going on at the same time when Bush had just done the TARP thing and, and you know, bailed out the banks. The Federal, that Creature from Jekyll Island, the first 100 pages, it's a long book, but if you read the first 100 pages, it explains exactly how that system works. It was set up primarily by, it's a banking cartel. It's not federal at all. It, it's really a private banking cartel. That, that basically can generate money out of thin air and then get interest paid by, back by the taxpayer. And so it's, it was an awake-up call because I saw how it was being uh, used uh, uh, during the Bush administration. So when I saw those kind of things, it sort of opened my eyes to politics really affects our day-to-day lives. And that's when I started getting involved and said, okay, now that I've seen the bigger picture, and of course now we see what's happening with globalism and things of that sort, I started seeing the world in a much different perspective than when I was, quote, a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so I changed my, I changed my um, uh, affiliation in 2011, uh, Republican, and, and never looked back. And so, and the more I've learned, the more conservative I've gotten. And I, I probably would be considered one of those radical right wing, you know, uh, I, that's who I am now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a radical MAGA right winger. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The interesting thing about the MAGA movement is that Donald Trump, I believe, has has he's he's reformed. The Republican Party. The Republican Party is not what it used to be. Right. Um, nor is the God. Democrat Party. <laughs> no. No, nor is the Democrat Party. Right. And that's like what I was talking about in my opening monologue. The Republican Party has become basically the MAGA Party. Okay. It's become uh, mostly populated, populated by people that just want to be left alone. They have, they're more aware of freedom and liberty and those kind of concepts. And then those that are uh, that are running the Democrat Party now – are just socialist communists. I mean, they they they're pushing socialism and communism. I look at all the stuff. You know, this is what really woke me up over the last few years is uh, the the censorship 
um, squelching free speech, closing down churches, forcing ex- experimental jabs, uh, all of these trampling of, of our freedom um, is something that really, really woke me up. And it's like, I can't believe this is happening in America. And this is what the Democrat Party has become. The Democrat Party has become an authoritarian, uh, socialist kind of party. And, and I it think- goes beyond that to fascism. Yeah. The so-called public-private um, linkage yes. is actually fascistic. I talked about that last week. I don't know if you listened to my monologue from last week. I was talking about public-private partnerships and NGOs. Yeah, no, I think that's true. And, and I have to give uh, Trump a lot of credit for that because what he did was, when you remember he kept saying the fake news, the fake news, the fake yeah, news. Yeah, he was right. And, and, we, and he was right. And, and you, know, you didn't realize how biased they were until you started seeing all the things. I mean, he actually brought that out and brought that to light. And and now no one trusts uh, the media. Now you have, no. to, you have to go to different sources. You can't look at the, the, you know, the main channels, and I include all of them, Fox News, uh, CNN, MSNBC, all of them are, are, are equally biased in some form or fashion. And so you've got to be able to go to alternate sources to actually find out what's really happening in the world because we're not, you're not hearing the full story. No. And I, I don't know if you're planning on talking about Ukraine, but that, that's one of those. Yeah, I want to talk about that too. Yeah, I was kind of interested about your outlook on on Ukraine. I mean, I've certainly, I, mm-hmm. I've been saying from the beginning, I believe, well, there's a number of things I think going on with Ukraine. I think that it's a money laundering operation for starters. And I heard somebody mention something about how, well, why why would they not want peace in Ukraine? Why don't they why don't they take all those billions of dollars that they're spending in Ukraine and spend it on fixing problems we have here in the United States? But if you think about it, what are the what's the money that's supposedly going to Ukraine really going for? It's actually most of it's actually staying in this country and it's going to the military industrial com- complex in which politicians are also getting rut- rich off of these weapon sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's as profitable for them to fix problems in America. Oh no, not at all. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. You mean build infrastructure and hey. actually these things that are going to be here for There's 20, no profit years. in that. Why would you want to do that? <laughs> I know it's sad. It's sad. I mean, we're laughing, but I think there's a there there's some truth to that. No, I, so. I think they're going to keep this Ukraine thing going uh, until there's not a single Ukrainian left standing. Yeah, and that's the and that's the issue for me is that Ukraine lost the war. They've already lost the war. Yeah, and uh, and and you know it's it's harder for Russia to just go in and do what they thought they could do. It's just roll in and, and be done in a, in a week or two. Mm-hmm. But Russia's going to win the war. In fact, they've already won the war. It's just a matter of attrition now. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and now that they're not getting any weapons systems from us at all, um, it's, a, it's a lost war. It's a lost cause. The question is, what is, what is Europe going to do about that, and what should we do about that? And, um, and I don't know if, you know, are we the defenders of the world like we used to be, or should we go back to, you know, being more insular? And, and, and I haven't quite figured out that. I mean, I'm not into foreign policy that yeah. much, but I recognize that there is an issue there. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I remember it was always demonized years ago. They talked about, well, you know, your nation building, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And in a way, that is what the United States has been doing a lot of as they've been trying to do this nation building. Or maybe they're not. Maybe they just want to, you know, these war hawks, they just want to keep wars going because wars are profitable. And I really do think and that's why they the, one of the reasons why they hate Donald Trump so much I mean, because when he was president over the last term, 
it was a pretty peaceful world. Right. They, you know? They didn't know what he would do. <laughs> yeah. And they said, we know he doesn't want wars, but he's not afraid to fight. Yeah. <laughs> they, I mean, so. and we really did have something probably close to peace on Earth. Right. More than we've ever had, I think. And, and Donald Trump's not good for business. <laughs> I love the latest lie from the left on Donald Trump, which goes, oh, the only reason that Donald Trump is running for president is to keep out of jail. Do you like that one? Yeah, right. That to makes a lot of sense. To keep out of jail. He would have no legal problems whatsoever if he wasn't right. running for president. <laughs> exactly. So, everybody, you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I've got a, a really packed uh, list of notes today that I want to go over, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back. Isn't that enough? Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? (laughs) We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video, and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers, enclosed trailers, and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service, and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164, or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. 
I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. <laughs> the market is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. If you want to call in, the call-in number for the studio is 505-444-5059. That is 505-444-5059. I got in the studio with me. Uh, I held over Dr. Summers. He's in the studio with us. And I've got Aunt Thornton, which was uh, previously running for lieutenant governor. Now he's running for a Senate seat in the state of New Mexico. We need, we need a lot of people in there. You're listening to us on AM 1190 KXKS, The Answer. So um, we were talking about uh, what's going on with Ukraine there before the break, and that is the topic that I've been talking about quite a lot. But 
um, going back to my my monologue too, I was talking about you know people that don't want to fight, people that just want to get along, and then you push them and you push them and you push them and you back them into a corner. And I'm just kind of wondering if that is what is going to happen with this thing with Russia. It's like you know for years. The Democrats, starting with Obama, probably, maybe before then, but Obama really, really was demonizing Russia really, really bad when he was off. It's like he was trying to pick a fight with them. Um, and it's only gotten worse since then. Now, Trump tried to get along with Putin. He actually he was getting along pretty good with Putin, and people criticized him for actually talking to Putin. Right. And so now we've got Biden, which doesn't talk to Putin, and instead just keeps ratcheting up this war effort uh, going on wh- rather than making any effort whatsoever to negotiate any kind of, uh, any kind of peace. But at the same time, uh, Biden canceled most of Trump's um, you know, uh, regulations against the Russians that kept them from selling their gas uh, and kept them from selling their oil products. Russia has never been richer than under Joe Biden. Oh, they're doing great. Yeah, they've their their economy is just booming, courtesy of Joe Biden removing the restrictions that Trump had put on them. If you watch the uh, the recent uh, Tucker Carlson interview with Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin, he's just he's actually kind of baffled by everything that's going on. So like, I don't understand why you guys are doing this. You know, it's like whenever you do this stuff, when you do these these sanctions against me, I just I just do better. And 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 you know, like the thing with uh, make taking away uh, America's energy independence, where we were a net exporter mm-hmm. and we were providing energy to Europe. Well. Now that we're not doing that anymore, Putin they cut uh, that off again recently. Uh, yeah, and so Putin, he's just—he's like the main energy exporter out there in that part of the world now, and he's just happy as can be about that. What? Wouldn't you be? <laughs> I would be too. It's like, what sanction you want to do against me next? I'm ready for it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think this whole idea about, I, I, you know, there's. One of the things that people don't recognize that's happening right now in real time is that because of the sanctions and because the U.S. Uh, dollar was dominant uh, in the world. Has uh, been. And has been the dominant. Uh, but that's changing very rapidly. And people don't recognize that what's happening is all these countries, they're seeing how vulnerable they are to U.S. sanctions and that we're not afraid to use those. And because of that... Uh, we have like the BRICS nations, the, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, South America. Well, a lot of other countries are now joining in. Russia's uh, involved in that too. Russia, yeah. yeah. Well, Russia's already part yeah. of it. But, right. But the uh, but now you have UAE, Saudi Arabia, saying that they're no longer going to use the petrodollar. In other words, that was one of the big agreements that forced every country to have to have U.S. dollars to purchase oil. That is now going away. So the dollar, everybody's dumping the dollar because they do not want to be subject to sanctions by the U.S. So we are hurting ourselves with some of the policies we have put in place because the countries are recognizing that the dollar is not, um, is not where you want to be if someone can shut your bank down yeah. tomorrow. And, right. so, and so now all these countries are agreeing to actually do trades and things with, without using their own internal currencies. And they're thinking about coming up with a new currency. Bitcoin may be part of that. And so there's a lot going on behind the scenes to change the dynamics of, of us being in power. And this is happening a lot quicker than people realize. Even countries like Argentina and stuff like that 
are thinking about joining BRICS. So there's a lot going on across the world to build, to build this coalition, if you will, sort of like you know the NATO, but now it's going to be an economic coalition that's independent of the U.S. And so the people are going to be dumping their dollars, and you're going to start seeing a lot of those coming on, and so inflation is going to creep up because our dollars are going to become worthless. And that's what's happening. So you need to be aware of that. But that's truly what's going on at the world stage. You know, that reminds me of what happened here in New Mexico. I mean, our our governor, it's funny how the news didn't talk about our governor that much. They're focusing on New York and California. But our governor is the biggest tyrant in the entire country. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, she's more of a tyrant than the governor of New York. She's more of a tyrant than the governor of California. Um, she destroyed a large amount of the businesses in this state. And if you think about what she did now, where all she has to do now is just declare anything a health emergency. And she's still got this. They've still not taken away this emergency power from her, which she has no business having. And so why would any business want to invest in New Mexico knowing that the little tyrant up in Santa Fe can just shut them down anytime they want? I mean, wouldn't you consider that way too big of a risk to start Absolutely. a business? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't do it. No, I think you're right. It's, it's, um, we have a, a state right now where I think we lost 30 to 40 percent of the small businesses when, yeah. she, when she shut down uh, the state with COVID. I mean, huge. Those a lot of them didn't come back. No. And and so, and and at the same time, they're actually shutting down the goose that lays the golden egg. They're doing everything in their power to kill the oil and gas industry in this state, which is we're the second largest producer of oil and gas in the country. People but they're going to make it. They're going to make up for it on the pot stores at every oh, other yeah. corner. Yeah, pot stores. And, yeah, and. Uh, I, what else? Uh, fentanyl drugs, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yes, that's that's right. where illegal immigrants are coming right, from. Right, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're doing everything they can to kill that industry, all in the, all in the name of saving you know, climate change and saving the world. Um, and, and it's ridiculous because um, that is our bread and butter. We had $13.9 billion in general revenue that came to the state through oil and gas. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and we had a, a surplus and still a seven point seven five percent sales tax. Yeah, we have a three point five billion dollar surplus this year. Surplus of above and beyond the budget, and so yeah, they should be cutting did, the did they give, uh, sales tax. Did, they should be giving our personal taxes back. Should they, Absolutely. Did, did they do any of that? No. No, what no. do they do? They put it away in the various investment funds. And I was there because I was up there during the 30-day session uh, serving as an analyst. I was, a, I was an analyst for the, for the uh, Senate side during the 30-day legislation that just ended. And I was serving primarily on the Conservation Committee. So I got to see all the oil, water, uh, gas bills coming through and analyzing those for the senators. And so I saw a lot of, and I saw all the other bad bills, like the gun bills that went through and things like that. But this state has too many progressives in power who are in the legislature, and the only way we're going to change that is to elect uh, more conservatives into office. It's, it's such as yourself. It, well, exactly. I'm, obviously, I'm promoting myself, but it, it's going to be more than me because right now, on the Senate side, there are 42 senators in in the for the state of New Mexico. 26 of them are are Democrat. Only 16 are Republicans. So we have no say, basically, in all the committees. We can vote no all we want to, but they always outnumber us, and they can pass anything they want. Unfortunately, five of the 16 are retiring this year. So we need to, we need to get those five seats at least retained as a minimum. And if we could get another five, 
then that would make us pick parity. We'd be at 21-21, and then we could actually maybe get something done. Uh, so we need pro- 10, 10 people elected, 10 Republicans elected, additional to the ones, to the 11, that they could hold their seats, assuming that the 11 that are there now can keep their seats. So it's a big numbers game that we're playing, but it's all about numbers at this point. We, we cannot change the state until we change the people who are legislating. We have had 90 plus years of Democrats in control of New Mexico. 90 plus years, and we already know the results of that, right? Well, it just kind of makes you wonder if the people of New Mexico have uh, in, endured enough pain yet to where they're willing to wake up and, and not vote for Democrats. Yeah, I don't know what you can do. I mean, when, I, when I don't know. I mean, you're 50th in, in education, you're number two yeah. in violent crime. How much worse can it get? Exactly. You know, I. I I, I talked to people like over the past couple of years when we were doing a lot of our rallies and protests up at the Capitol and stuff like that. And these these people would come along that were Democrats and their business had been destroyed. And and I asked them, it's like, is this what you really want? And they'd say, oh, yeah, she's the best governor we've ever had. And it's like, thank you. You know, thank you for shutting down my business. And it's like you were making us have, safe. Have you lost your mind? I I. I I don't really know how you get through to people like that. I don't know if it's possible. I really don't. Some people have literally just, I think they, they lo- have lost their minds. They have a distorted way of viewing the world. They think that Donald Trump runs for president to uh, get out of jail. <laughs> They've got it backwards. That's insane. If he wasn't running for president, they wouldn't be uh, indicting be no lawsuits. him. <laughs> There'd be no lawsuits. You're right. Yeah. yeah, he could go back to his billionaire life and have a nice, happy life. Well, you know, you know the ridiculous argument that I've heard so many times. It's like, well, he's just running for president because he he's just doing it for the money. For the money, well, it's like, have you lost your mind? It's like, look at all the money that they're stealing from. I mean, look at this ridiculous lawsuit the other day by that goofy, goofy judge, uh, judge up in New York fining him $355 million for... And taking a hold of his business yeah. assets. Yeah. You can't do business in New, in York. New York. No. What the hell kind of power is that? Well, you know, there are businesses now in New York uh, that I believe are going to be leaving New York saying, well, God, if you can do it to him, you can do it to us. Yeah, I heard that their attorney general is uh, trying to say to other businesses, oh, don't worry, it's just Trump, you know. You guys are okay. Right, well, I, I if heard you can that do too. it to Trump, you can do it to anybody in New York. No kidding. And they will. Yeah. 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. And it's interesting because it was for a, a simple, um, I mean, it was for a loan that he took out and he paid back it with interest. There was no harm to any party. The bank that he borrowed the money from testified in his favor. Yeah. And yet he still lost the case. So it makes no sense. There was no one harmed. No in one. This, in this incident. No yeah. one. In fact, you ask yourself, who is that $355 million going to? Because there's nobody claiming harm. Yeah, so see, this, I, I don't believe in victimless crimes. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I, I really don't. I, I don't think that if there, I think that if there is no victim, there is no crime. Exactly. Matter of fact, I might even be willing to, maybe I don't want to dig into this too much today. I, I might even go as far as saying that I don't believe in victimless sins either. Mm-hmm. Anyway, hey, we got somebody calling in. Oh, it's Jay Block. <laughs> Hey, Jay, thanks for standing me up today. <laughs> well, I've been kind of listening here as I'm getting my uh, stepdaughter ready to um, go on vacation, but a very great conversation with Dr. Thornton and the doc- doctor there as well. So, so what's your I take think, on this um, stuff, Jay? 
Well, I think it, it aligns pretty much with uh, what Ed is saying. I mean, him and I have talked a lot about some of these issues when we were running for governor and lieutenant governor, and um, I think we line up uh, pretty good, and, I, and I'm hoping that we can be in the state Senate together with some other conservative uh, candidates to make the Senate more conservative, because I think if we win, if we can even get maybe 18, 19 seats, uh, we can make a heck of a lot more of a dent and uh, stop some stuff um, that is just unbelievable that the governor is and, and the progressives and Marxists are pushing. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I don't know if you heard me earlier, but I, I don't believe that we have a Democrat party anymore. We have a fascist party, and we have a freedom party. I think that's what we have now. Well, it was kind of funny. A uh, quick story here. I was up in Las Vegas, uh, New Mexico, yesterday for a funeral. Um, Ray Herrera passed away. He was a chairman in San Miguel County for a long time and helped me in northern New Mexico in my governor's campaign. So I went to this little print shop in Las Vegas, and um, there's a lady there, and, and uh, I just said, this is a nice little town. And the lady and the business owner, it uh, turns out the business owner was a very conservative guy. During this conversation, I found out. She's like, yeah, we like it. And uh, I said, man, the problem up here is just, you got you got drugs and crime and and education. And I'm like, geez, this this is kind of a, a tough place to live, though. I said, who's in charge up here, Republicans or Democrats? And the lady, huge MLG supporter, kind of like what um, somebody just said. You know, she shut her business down, but she's the best governor ever. Yeah, and that's me. She's like, and she, okay, <laughs> she's like, well, she. She saved a lot of lives during COVID. I said, by shutting down schools and churches and, and businesses? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, the data doesn't show that. And she's like, are you a Trumper? And I didn't tell her who I was or I was in office. I said, I'm a retired Air Force guy. I moved here. I live here. I'm just very upset with how New Mexico is. And I said, I, I would vote for a dead squirrel over <laughs> Joe Biden. Um, and she's just like, well, we'll have to disagree. And I'm like, well, you got to really look at the facts. Uh, if that was, and I asked her, I was like, if that was a Republican as governor, and you're 51st in education, because we're behind Washington, D.C., we have open borders, incredible crime. And I talked about um, the, the, the penalties for committing crimes, and she even admitted it was laxed. I said, if that was a Republican, would you be voting for that? Just dead silence. Uh-huh. Dead silence. And she said, well, good luck. Nice to meet you. And I'm like, <laughs> nice to meet you. Always good to ask her if she can name three sentences that Joe Biden completed by himself. <laughs> well, it, it, yeah. The, well the, 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 yeah, the other thing I brought up was Afghanistan, because Aunt knows this. It's near and dear to my heart, because I served over there, and I lost my, um, I lost my interpreter's uh, family. Uh, we tried to get them out, get them out, <coughs> and uh, couldn't get them out. And, uh, you know, they've, they've gone dark now. So I told her, it's like, I blame Joe Biden for that. And she's like, well, Trump was, I'm like, well, we didn't lose this under Trump. We lost it under Biden. And no one was held accountable. I mean, we actually trusted the Taliban to guard Kabul International Airport for our withdrawal and how that worked out for us. 13 dead Americans. And there is Joe Biden looking at his watch when they're uh, removing their bodies uh, from the the C-17s at Dover Air Force Base. I'm like, this guy's a scumbag. He's a complete scumbag. He's incompetent. Worst president um, in my lifetime of 53 years. Yeah, me Maybe too. Maybe the country's lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ant's a former naval officer. Uh, you know, we didn't serve the country for it to end up like this. 
So I think there's a lot of people very upset, and this is kind of like what I talk about when I go around my district um, running because I have to run in a primary against, you know, very one of the uh, uh, ranked, one of the lowest, uh, uh, least conservative people when when my opponent was in the state senate for four short years. Yeah, um, are are you running? Are you running for something coming up, uh, Jay? What are you running for? Yeah, I'm running against a guy named Ant Thornton, who's just, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He's actually running for, he's actually running for state senate as well. Oh, he is. So if we can both get in, he's over there in Rio Rancho, and I'm yeah, here in the right. mountains. So yeah. uh, it would be a nice combo if we could both get in there together. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, uh, I think, I, 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 so I'm District 12 over here. Most of my district is Rio Rancho, which I represent on the county commission. But, uh, you know, for Ant to replace uh, Dr. Uh, Schmedes, who's been a, a staunch conservative and a great senator uh, yeah. and a state rep before that up there, uh, I, I think it's going to be seamless. And having Ant Thornton there on the Senate floor, that's a guy you do not want to mess with. Yeah. Because I'll tell you what, the guy is smarter than everybody in the Senate by far. Yeah. And uh, he, he's a patriot and a constitutionalist, loves New Mexico, and he, he is going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. In the Senate. I agree. And you can see I've just uh, paid Jay Block to be my publicist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's doing a great job. He does a great job, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, anything yeah, else? I'm like, uh, I'm like, what's her name? Well, I, I guess I would be like that. Uh, you know, you, you think about the White House press secretary. I, I call her Baghdad Bob. Oh, yeah. Karine Jean-Pierre. Yeah, Karim Abdul-Jabbar. Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, it, it just reminds me, and I'll be real quick because I know you're going to go, but just remind me of Baghdad Bob, you know. Hey, Baghdad Bob. Oh, we, well, we destroyed the Americans. Big defeat for the Americans. I mean, that's just the propaganda machine. It's like Prava, Pravda took over the White House. Pretty and, much. Uh, there's a, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, great show. I, I was listening. Great guest, Becca, and I do owe you. Uh, yes, you and I'll do. Pay you back, I promise. Okay, well, you're gonna you're gonna be on with me here pretty soon. I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Okay, all right. And get out there and go vote for Ann Thornton. Please, I, I, look him up. She's, she's in my district, so I'll... yes, I, I already signed his petition. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm a big supporter. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Talk right. to later, Jay. Take See care, ya. Jay. Bye. 505-444-5059 if you want to call in. That's the number for the studio line here with Dr. Summers and Aunt Thornton. I uh, Have you been keeping up? Have you been following this thing, uh, Aunt, uh, with this uh, Alexei Navalny uh, in Russia in which they are uh, claiming? And, of course, I don't I don't really believe anything the news says anymore. I, I look at everything that they do as propaganda. I, I don't really know. I, I think uh, I wouldn't put it past uh, Putin to get rid of somebody. Uh, but I'm really uh, this one. I'm not really I'm not really buying it. I don't think so. Uh, this guy apparently was sent to a prison up in the Arctic Circle and uh, basically their own version of our D.C. gulags. Sure. And he was kept there for a while. And apparently he got sick and died. And and and. You know, Biden and, and the, his group of political racketeers are all saying that, uh, oh, he was killed by uh, Putin and we're going to have sanctions against Russia for this. Do you find that hypocritical? Well, 
again, because we can't believe the, we can't, we don't know what the truth is. I, and to be honest with you, I haven't been following this that well, but I did find out that his mother is asking for the body. Yes. And, uh, you know, I don't know if she's going to do an autopsy to see if, in fact, it was natural death or some other you know, nefarious reason of how he died. Um, but I think it's because right now, if you think about the legislation in Washington, D.C. right now, they're trying to get the funding to go to Ukraine, right? Yeah. And they're saying they want this money, they want this money, we're going to shut down the government, we've got to get this money to Ukraine. And I think what that's really what's going on is so they're trying to make Putin look out to be the bad guy, which is why they were really ticked off when Tucker Carlson went over to speak to Putin. Oh, yeah. Putin, and, and blew Putin. a lot of their ridiculous yeah. nonsense out of the water. Yeah, so, they did, so Putin didn't look like uh, some kind of crazy, raving yeah. mad guy. No, he didn't. Right? And, uh, and so... So they were upset with Tucker because they couldn't they couldn't keep this narrative going that Putin is the bad guy and we've got to fund Ukraine to, to stop Putin, and so uh, so I'm not sure what to believe with regards to what's yeah, going I don't on either. here. And so uh, and without any knowledge more, I can't I, I don't feel comfortable saying anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think you and I are in the same place in this. I don't know what to believe on this. I don't know you know it's like uh, yeah Putin yeah he's had I'm sure he's had people killed. Oh sure, but of course. He's KGB. I, He's you know people. the Clintons have had people killed, uh, the Bushes have had people killed, uh, and you know Trump had people killed. You know, I mean, face it, world leaders have people killed. You know, we're no better. We do it too. We kill people. Yeah. You know? that's why we have spies. Yeah, that's why we have spies. You know, and then you know, and they're they're claiming that oh, what Putin's done is so awful. But don't you think that if Biden could get away with it, he would just have straight up have Trump killed? Don't don't you think he would? Oh, I do I, believe that. I mean, I, I think they're doing everything they can besides killing him directly yeah. because they know everyone would know that that was yeah. planned. They're not sure so they could get away with something sh- that outrageous. Exactly. So, But they're doing everything else they can, which is why we have 91 indictments and yeah. and all over the country. And so um, for, for BS sorts of allegations. And, um, you know, let the people vote. They're, said, they're looking to put the label on Donald Trump, convicted felon. Right. Two words. Right. That's what all this legal crap is Well, the is problem about. that they don't think, I don't think they recognize at this point, he can be in jail and everybody's still going to vote for him. Yeah, I would. And, and so I don't think that matters any longer. I don't think the left understands that. I think they think, well, if we can taint him enough that people will no longer vote for him. Actually, and, you know, every time they go after him, and it's, it's, they're just making him stronger and exactly. better. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it actually is the force that might push the communists back out of our government and get us the government back to the people because the government is not in the hands of the people our government is in the hands of a small oligarchy of our own agreed yeah i think you you got it you nailed it (laughs) yeah totally Okay, everybody, uh, you're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. Uh, that is the end of the first hour. Hour two is coming up. If you want to call us, you can call into the studio line at 505-444-5059. And if you want to email me your questions and comments, that's Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. Don't go anywhere. I'm, I want to talk about in the next hour, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how Ukraine is being used as a weapons war lab, which I found an interesting story about that I think uh, me and yeah, it is for weapons perfection yes it's our version of Spain so don't go anywhere Nazis versus the communists we'll be right back and they perfected the Luftwaffe
Have you been wanting to do a podcast but don't have a studio? We can produce your show here at Freedom Speak. We can even do commercials and PSAs. Your podcast here at Freedom Speak Studio would be complete with professional audio and video, and we'll stream it to your favorite platform. All you have to do is show up and talk. We do the rest. For details, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Hablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. The market is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. Did you realize that 
that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. my music there, Ant? Yes. Takes me back to my high school days. (laughs) I love classic rock and roll. It's like my favorite. So, hey, uh, welcome back to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, Hour 2. You're listening to us on AM 1190, KXKS Albuquerque, The Answer. And talking about answering, we've got a caller that's been holding since through the break. I'm going to go ahead and answer that call. Caller, you are on with Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. Who do we got? Oh, this is Pete. Hey, Pete, how's it going today? Oh, very well. I just wanted to call and uh, say that your programs are absolutely excellent. The doctor's program prior to this one and your Freedom Speak, I'm lis- I listen to it every weekend, and uh, it's just very excellent. And uh, Thank you. wish you all Thank great you. success and, and uh, keep on the good work there. Are you listening on the radio or are you listening online or how are you listening to us? Yeah, I'm listening uh, on 11:90 a.m. I'm out here between Edgewood and Moriarty. Okay. Yeah, I mean the signal out there is pretty good, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah you guys, I used to listen to 1600, but uh, they just kind of, I don't know where they went, and you guys came right in and uh, took over very well. Got a nice signal out here. That's awesome. That's great to hear. You got any comments on what we've been talking about today, Pete? I'm just very, very in agreement with all of what you guys are talking about. It's it's uh, just very excellent, and I surely hope the country can wake up here before we lose it. Well, I hope so, too. I mean, this next election, I believe, is absolutely critical, and I think if a lot of people don't woke, wake up, I mean, face it, we all know there's going to be some cheating in this election. I mean, I think it's going to be reduced because I think there's a lot of awareness that's been raised over it. Uh, some states have actually passed legislation to cut cut down on the amount of cheating. You know, Georgia uh, reformed their uh, their voter laws, and, and there's just more awareness now, and I think that's going to help, but, you know, we know that they're going to be tried to cheat with the mail-in ballots and and there's still the uh, the machines uh, that are rigged and you know the funny thing is is the the Democrats they're out there now calling you an election denier they're talking calling you all kinds of names if you're questioning the machines but the 
the the thing is, and maybe I'll play the montage. I've got the montage of Democrats. Uh, well-known Democrats speaking out about voting machines after the 2016 election. And it's like, right. so, you know, they're just a bunch of liars. And, and what they're counting on is they're counting on people to have short memories and forget things, which that's what people do. I mean, that is what people yep. do. Yeah. Yeah, you're very correct there. We're up against Marxists and communists. And yep. those guys play to win. They don't care about laws. As we can see during this past three years of, of atrocious behavior, and as you mentioned, the open border, it's just breathtaking. You know, I think they get away with a lot of it because I think Democrats, a lot of these Democrats, they just vote Democrat all the time. They, they as Rush Limbaugh called them, he called them low-information voters, in which they're people, they don't really watch the news, and if they do watch the news, they're watching like MSDNC or CNN or whatever like that, and that's all they're getting is a bunch of lies, and they're not really getting the truth, and they, they don't do any research beyond that, and they don't really listen to any independent news sources because they're just so indoctrinated by what they've been told over the years by the fake news. And and I think that they just go vote Democrat. They don't know any better. If they knew the truth, uh, they might wake up and change their mind. And, and some people are waking up and changing their mind. Yep, you're absolutely correct, sir. Yeah. By the way, you're talking to Becker right now, so. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> so, anyway. So, Pete, let me ask you, do, do you find a lot of people out there in the Edgewood area who agree with you that are on the same page as you? Or, or do you find that there are people out there that uh, are still on the fence and don't really understand what's happening in the world? No, a lot of the people I talk with out here are very conservative. As you probably know, Torrance County is quite conservative and uh the the people I speak with are very pro-conservative, pro-MAGA, and they don't really run into too many Democrats out here, or I should say, commie-crats. Commie-crats. Yeah, that's good. That's you know, my roommate used to, has, has for years called them commie-crats, and, and I was always thought he was being a little bit too uh, too critical, and but that now he's telling me, see, see, I knew what I was talking about all along. It's like, yeah, you were. You're You're right. <laughs> Yeah, people are not realizing who we're dealing with here. As you mentioned, the old-time liberal Democrats of 25 to 40 years ago, this is a different breed now. We're dealing with true blue Marxist communists. And I don't know if people just refuse to believe that or find that it's a fantasy, but that's who we're dealing with, and we've got to wake up. Well, and they're out in the open now, and they're not even trying to hide it anymore because they've figured out that they can get away with it. And I really believe that the COVID scandemic was a test to see how much tyranny can we bring down on these people and get away with it. And they discovered they can get, they can get away with a whole lot of it. And, and, and that absolutely that's what launched all of this, and now they're just going all out. Yep. And, and to see the pathetic people walking around with masks on still. I know. You know, I, I just hold myself back from walking up to them and saying, you know that that does not do anything. It doesn't prevent anything. You, you're still going to catch the disease. But it, it's just pathetic to see these people walking around out there. 
Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's typical when I see someone wearing a mask, unless they're in a hospital doing an operation. Yeah, I, I think immediately that this person is a sheep. Yeah, and uh, yep. and, and they they don't understand what's really happening because you're right. Uh, that those masks do absolutely nothing prevent uh, nothing you from, at all uh, from getting the disease or preventing you from sharing the disease with somebody else. And so it's a uh, symbol of submission. Exactly, the mask is. A, Symbol of submission so, to the political philosophy. So, in a way, Pete, you're you're wrong. They do do something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're a symbol of submission, and that you're a sheep, and that uh, you uh, do not pay any attention to anything that's going on. You are you are uh, fully indoctrinated, as I say. Absolutely. Well, gentlemen and ladies, thank you very much for taking my call and. Uh, I'm going to continue listening to your program, and it's just very refreshing, uh, a refreshing breath of air out here in the hinterlands. Okay. Thank you, Pete. And uh, put the word out and uh, let other people know about uh, about this show, okay? Absolutely. Okay. You, you all have a great day. You Thank too. you. You too. Bye. Looks like you got a fan Goodbye. there. Yeah, imagine that. Isn't yeah. that great? Yeah. All right. Well, it's always good to have fans. So 505-444-5059 if you want to call in and join the conversation. By the way, my mother will kill me if I tell if I don't tell her hi because she is watching us in Ohio. Really? Or, yes, she is. What part of Ohio? Uh, near Cincinnati. Ah, okay. I, I, I grew up in a town called Loveland. And uh, so it's just a little, ba- little ways northeast of Cincinnati, and uh, she watches me on Rumble every week. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so she so, watches on so the So what TV. does she think about her radical child? Uh, she's very proud of me, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 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 I am uh, I am fortunate to live in a family full of conservatives, with maybe one exception. That's good. Yes, I, and was, I was raised just the opposite. <laughs> I, I I feel so fortunate of that because I know, especially over the last few years, so many families have probably been just completely torn apart. And I think that was part of the part of the goal, what they wanted to do. Yep, yep, cause the division even within families. Exactly. Right. Yeah, and I think that's uh, it's a shame too because. Uh, politics should never overcome or overrule um, your families, right? I mean, yeah. That's your blood. It shouldn't, no. It but shouldn't. it does, unfortunately. You know, and I was talking to somebody else the other day. I know that uh, I'm, I'm involved in a, in a thing coming up at a, at a church here pretty soon where I'm going to be giving a presentation there and uh, about how I believe the church has been either very damaged over the last few years or exposed, one of the two, or maybe both, um, is, you know, we, we saw churches roll over and close down. And for me, that was highly disappointing mm-hmm. that it was that easy to destroy the church um, and get them to close down and close their doors and uh, not let people uh, come in. I, I just, I don't know. I found that heartbreaking yeah, and disappointing. Yeah, it, it is, but I, but I think that uh, there were a few churches that didn't. There were a few. And, uh, and I think... That sh- says that there's still light at the end of the tunnel here, and, yeah. and I think a lot of the ones that that did are recognizing that they probably shouldn't have, and I'm not sure they would repeat that again the next time around. I hope you're right. So I, I really believe that. I think, and you know, that's one of the things I found out also about running and being in an election is, you know, the the the, the data shows that only 25% of people who who go to church actually vote. Mm-hmm. That's a huge number of people in the congregation that aren't voting their values. And so if only 25% are voting, that's 75% of people who go to church, which is millions of people. Yeah, yes. Uh, if we could get those people to vote and to vote values, 
yeah. we would win every election. You know, there's this old thing where over the years we've heard this whole thing where you should never talk about politics and religion. But you really should talk about politics and religion. And politics and religion are very, very closely uh, uh, you the, know, connected the, to the each Bible's other. The Bible's full of politics. It's full I mean, of politics. I mean, that's why they left Egypt, right? It was, it was exactly. political. It was politics. It was politics. That's right. right. And, and then Jesus, it was Rome, right? They went, you know. Yeah. So it, it's, it's all about politics, and they are inseparable. And in fact, you know, you need to, people need to understand that politi- political views and your religious views should align, and um, and can, and that's why the Democrats want to make it illegal to have those conversations, because they understand that they really are aligned, uh, and you can't be you can't be a religious person or someone who believes in the values uh, uh, used in the in in uh, the Christian faith, and and still be a Democrat. It's just I don't understand how you can be both. Uh, no, I mean, because if you're, if you're facilitating uh, things that are, are against your religious beliefs, um, that means you're supporting those things. And, and I, I, I really don't understand that, how somebody can say they're a Christian and they can vote for Democrat policies. I, right. I don't understand that. I, I don't either. I, I, I'm, I'm still struck with that because it, it uh, and that's the dilemma where I think churches can have a big impact on. And you know, it's just it's teaching, it's teaching, and uh, we can, uh, and then people maybe can come together. So it's it's one of those things where I'm still struggling with that. But I think churches are waking up. I'm hoping they do. Um, I know in the course of this campaign that I'm running now, one of the first things I'm going to do is I'm going to go out and speak with every pastor and priest in my district. Absolutely, I think you should. And and, and so. Uh, that's on my agenda over the next couple of months as I go out to try to understand what the issues are for my district. I want to, the very first thing is I want to speak to all the preachers mm-hmm. and pastors, not to ask them to, to vote for me or support me, but just to let them know who I am and uh, and what I stand for. And then they can make their decisions how they want to approach the church on that. So, You know, I think, I, I think a lot of what we're seeing with when it comes to churches is, and, and this is unfortunate, that they're so concerned with... Uh, keeping people in their church and growing their church and having attendance, they're afraid to say something that might possibly offend someone. And as a preacher, you can't, you can't, you can't think that way. Right. No, you know, I, I go to a church where our, our preacher is not afraid to offend. <laughs> you know, like Pastor Smotherman at, right. at his church. I mean, he comes right out and talks about this stuff on a weekly basis, and he's got a huge congregation. Right. Right. You know, and it's like uh, religion is not always going to make you feel good. Sometimes you're going to hear things like, oh, God, I'm a sinner. And that's not right. a good thing. And it's right. like, you know, it, it's unlike uh, the one guy. Uh, what's his name? Um, Joel Osteen. I, was, I knew you. Were, you yes. were think, I was thinking the same guy. <laughs> Where everything, he just, everybody feels good. Everybody's just got to feel yeah, good. Right. God loves you. Yeah, and, and, and you right. should feel good about that. Right. Well, you yeah, gotta, God may love you. But at the same time, sinners, uh, you know, if, if you're if you have not professed your faith in Jesus Christ and you have not been saved, you are not you are not going to go to heaven. Exactly. It's like, and God's going to be really Judge, heartbroken you, over you, that. I'm really sorry to see you go, but you know, I'm. I gave you all the opportunities available. <laughs> that's to you. right. It's I opened the door, and you, all you had to do was profess your all faith. All you had to do was walk in. <laughs> yeah. You know, and and, so. and and this thing I talked about earlier about people being hypocrites. It's like you know, and it, and this goes on in the Christian religion too. People being hypocrites. Right. It's like you can't, uh, you know, 
ostracize and demonize people and expect expect them to want to know what you have to to say and to possibly come to your church and and become one of the flock i mean you know we want to bring people in Mm -hmm. and you don't do that by demonizing people you don't do that right you know, and, and we certainly don't do that. You know, we do that a lot in the Republican Party, which is why we're so darn divided. You know, we're, we're always at each other's throats. Yeah, and, and I think that's, you know, I, I struggle with that, too, because, you know, we, we have our establishment folks, and we have our rhinos, and we have the, the MAGA types. And so there's, there's, a, there's a, a distribution, a diversity of thought process within our own, yeah. and we tend to attack each other. And then... Uh, the Democrats are going through the same thing, though, because they have their, I mean, they've pretty much got rid of us, so they're, they're moderates, but they still have an establishment Democrat. Then you have yeah. these progressives that are just, well, we call them commiecrats. Yeah. And and so they're fighting within that, too, just trying to figure out who's who's going to own the power there. So there's there's actually fights going on within both parties to figure out that power struggle and what's going to, but it, and it seems like to me it's going more and more to the extremes as opposed to coming together. Yeah. No, so, I think you're right. Yeah. So, and, and, and unfortunately, I think that's the fight we're going to have to fight. So, uh, you know, we were talking about this war going on in Ukraine, and I came across an interesting article the other day that was actually in, on time.com. And where they're talking about how Ukraine is being used, at, and, and the, the topic of the, the, the title of the article says, How Tech Giants Turned Ukraine into an AI War Lab. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So I, you sent me that article ahead of time and I scanned through it. Um, I have to, I have to, uh, I, I guess, to be honest here, I have financial, uh, uh, I bought stock in Palantir. <laughs> so, oh. so, so, so I, I, I'm familiar with what, I'm kind of familiar with what they do. Palantir. Yeah. yeah. Palantir Technologies. Yeah. Palantir Technologies is a, is a, AI company that has uh, um, um, developed an AI tool that allows you to gather data from various sources, whether it be drones, uh, satellite imagery, whatever, but it can give you real-time data on what your enemy is doing, and then it can generate uh, options for how you might want to resolve that, you know, pick targets for you and all this kind of stuff. It's a very powerful software tool. And and I think it was developed originally by the CIA and then sort of moved over to a private company. And now it's being more developed. So they're looking at the Ukraine as a really good test lab to 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 check out how well it's it does. Well, yeah, they can they can they can try it on live targets. Exactly. I mean, this is a real world. This is what's happening. Yeah. And this so, is that this is yet another company it, that is in no hurry for this war to end. Exactly. And um, unfortunately, I mean, even though I'm an investor, I, I didn't know that they were doing this at the time when yeah. I invested. And so uh, so when I read your article, I went, "Oh my god, I didn't know they were doing that." Yeah, this that. article just came out yeah. on the on the eighth, and so and and so, I saw that. And it's but it's, like, it's, it's the sad part about this is that there are other companies as well that are going in and trying to demonstrate. Oh, to Microsoft's out there. Right. They're all going in saying, "Oh, we have the latest and greatest, and we want you to use this." And so, and of course, the Ukrainians are desperate for anything that that might help them, and so they'll take it all. Yeah. And uh, yeah, let's go ahead and try it. You know, whatever it takes, because. They want anything that will help them win the war against Russia, which I tr- which I said earlier, and I think uh, Russia's already won the war. Yeah, it's just a matter of a, uh, you know, how long can they last and 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 stick this out. But it's 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 a war that Ukraine can never win at this point, uh, and so 
So, but while they're going, these guys are going to try to use all these tools and just use uh, Ukrainian bodies as as uh, sure as instruments of. Well, we tried it there. That didn't work. Let's try this one. And it's it's a shame because uh, people die as a result of this as well. So, well, they um, do. But yeah, AI is is coming to the forefront of uh, the battles in the future, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be sad. I mean, I this takes me back to an old Star Trek episode. Now I'm going to take you to somewhere you may have you may have remembered. This. I've seen every episode multiple times. Okay, you cannot me. stump me on Star Trek okay. trivia. <laughs> so so remember these two planets or or were fighting and it was all algorithmic the virtual war yeah the and the and war. the enterprise came into orbit of this kind of right. this uh, of this uh, one planet, planet. and City. they get considered part of the war right and it's like well you know you're gonna have to bring down your people and they're gonna have to you Jump, know, be executed the, and you have to actually walk into a machine and be yeah. killed yeah it's so like, they calculate the yeah. losses yes and they say okay this city we just had a hit our algorithm beat your algorithm yeah. here uh, Ten thousand people left so they all had to walk into this thing and 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 they were saying this was a a, a good way to run wars because at least it kept the culture around you didn't destroy the buildings destroy the, the buildings and, and people right. just accepted oh my my building got destroyed not to mention you're not using all those environmentally unfriendly Friendly weapons yeah, like tanks right. and planes it's and all stuff done like it's that. all done digitally yeah, and then it, the people it, just it's like uh, a real green way of fighting a war <laughs> if you think about but it that's kind of where we're yeah. headed <laughs> yeah. so you do remember that oh yes <laughs> <laughs> okay that I, was something i had to bring that one. that was like 30 years ago oh right? that was a good one yeah, yeah it was. that was a good one yeah I, I i briefly mentioned that one a while back i think you know the thing that's scary though is that they're developing all of this AI to basically target people they don't like. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that at some point? I mean, we're already seeing, like you know, like with the uh, with the FISA court and the the Section Seven Hundred Two and all that kind of stuff, in which they're gathering all this information, uh, and then they're using it against us. And the problem is, if this rate of tyranny continues in this country with this fascism and 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 these these out of control people and even the 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 new uh the world health organization is talking about being able to to come in and control uh people in countries and and the united states and you know biden's going to sign this darn thing sure and then that's going to essentially sign over our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Well, that's all part of the globalist agenda, right? So yeah. they, they, they want to get rid of uh, you know sovereignty in terms of you have to go to some global mm-hmm. government to decide how your fate's going to be, which means nothing will ever be decided in your favor, and so. So I think um, that's the globalist agenda. It's always been that way, and, it's, and it continues to be that way. And they're going to use AI to move us in that direction. The question I have is whether or not we can use AI to fight against it as well. In other words, uh, you know, AI is just nothing more than, than training on large data sets and things like yeah. that. And so it's important that we train AI on individual sovereignty and on the on, on the constitutional things and things that we're think are important so we can use it as a weapon as well to uh, alert when things are not going in the direction that we won't personally want to see so so i think it can be used as a weapon but it can also be used in a defensive mode as well it, i i agree and you know this is something i mentioned a while back too i was talking about how ai it's going to depend on 
are you going to load this AI up with a bunch of uh, fake news and propaganda, or are you going to load it up with actual facts? Right. I believe that if AI is is has is basing everything it does on facts, I believe that it's a good thing. I do too, but the problem that 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 that. I agree with you. I, I think uh, Tesla's model, for instance, for the autonomous driving and stuff, they have millions of miles of data based on the current Teslas that are out there. Mm-hmm. They have visual data. They have sensor data. They have enough real-world data that once they go with the autonomy and the, and the full self-driving, they will probably be as accurate or more accurate than anything anybody else could come up with. Now, other systems are being trained on synthetic data. It's not real data. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, because they... Like, for instance, I think that's why Plantier is going into this war, because it's real data. But otherwise, they have to make up synthetic data, which is fake data. They have to pretend there's a war, and then the system trains on pretend wars. Right, yeah. And so, and, and that's usually how they get trained, on, on synthetic data, not on real data. But you're right. If you can get trained on the real thing, it's going to make the AI just that much better. But unfortunately, that's an expensive way to go, and so it's much easier to train on synthetic data. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. So what I, we're coming up on the end of the segment. Let's see. In the last segment, I want to talk about uh, how France is now passing a law uh, to jail you or fine you if you speak out against uh, the vax and Pfizer. I heard about that. Wait, I don't know much about it, so you can you can bring me up to speed. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. And then I've got a, a story I've been sitting on a little bit for a while. Um, maybe I'll bring up is... Uh, is DEI more important than the safety of the flying public? <laughs> it's all kinds of crap going on there. Is that a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was doing some flying yesterday, by the way. I think I, I might have told you no, about that. I didn't no, know that. yeah, I went with a friend. I, I'm a pilot, too. I, know, I so knew it's that. Like, and so I, it's been years since I got to fly, so I got to fly his plane for a little was while yesterday. Fun? That was fun. Good. Anyway, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. If you want to call in, the number is 505-444-5059. We'll be right back. to do a podcast but don't have a studio we can produce your show here at freedom speak we can even do commercials and psas your podcast here at freedom speak studio would be complete with professional audio and video and we'll stream it to your favorite platform all you have to do is show up and talk we do the rest for details email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, Ablamos Espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. is flooded with products that claim memory improvement, but none offer credible evidence that their product works until now. Memory Revitalizer, the complete complex natural antioxidant, was formulated by a physician and neuroscientist. Memory Revitalizer significantly enhanced memory in two large blinded studies. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 22 years. It is safe and does not interfere with prescription drugs. Customers say it's essential. It works. Buy it from Best Buy Drugs, Manal Pharmacy, Vintage Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies are from independent health stores like Moses Country Health on 4th Street or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com and call 800-606-0192. that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the final segment of Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Aunt Thornton, my guest today. You're listening to us on 1190 AM KXKS Albuquerque, The Answer. If you want to send me your questions and comments, you can email me at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And I'd also like to invite you to check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com. On there, you can uh, click on the various tabs I have on there. One is uh, replays of all my various opening monologues that I've done uh, throughout the past couple of years. I'm still uploading new ones. And uh, replays of the shows. And you can also click on the tab for the doctor show, uh, Dr. Summers, and you can listen to playbacks of his shows. And you can also... Um, download our show notes, both my show notes and the doctor's show notes, uh, to do some further further reading if you'd like. Uh, we try to cover as much of this stuff as we can on the show, but uh, you know sometimes it goes kind of quick because we have a limited amount of time. Anyway, um, let's see what I got. Oh, uh, somebody says here, uh, Aunt, that who's that guy in the studio? He looks like Aunt, but he has no hat. <laughs> <laughs> I can fix that. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, those headsets do not fit well over the hat. That's exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to bring up is this uh, deal. You know, we saw the, the, the case going on in Supreme Court with this ridiculous nonsense going in Colorado in which they're trying to keep Trump off the ballot, which is completely unconstitutional and illegal. And they're trying to invoke the 14th Amendment, which in no way supports their case. Right. Um, but and and I was thinking realistically. I thought, well, none of these justices seem to be so, supporting this idiot joy, uh, lawyer from Colorado. And it's like, well, this will be a slam dunk, and it'll be over by by tomorrow. But it's still just sitting out there, and there's nothing happening. What is going on with that? I don't know. I mean, it seems to me that I mean, at least, well, we know the Supreme Court in Colorado actually ruled against Trump and said that uh, I think it says the court's decision was divided with a four-three vote in favor of disqualifying Trump. Notably, this marks the first time Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has been used to disqualify a presidential candidate. Which doesn't, Section 3 uh, of, no, yeah. does not apply to the president. Exactly. And it's so, very clear. So so now, so the Supreme Court of Colorado says he can't be on the ballot, and now it's got to go to the Supreme Court of the land. And now the Supreme Court of the land is sitting, sitting on, on it. it. Right. And so I don't understand that why. You know, maybe their docket is full and they have to, you know, prioritize. But it seems to me, given that the election is about to come up, that that would that would hit a priority level for them. But, you know, one thing, as long as they sit on it, he stays on the ballot. Exactly. Right. So, so they can sit on it forever. If they well, want. I don't know. I don't know. But since the Supreme Court said that they can take him off the ballot, he said he's ineligible for the White House. No, the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court of the United States States. did not say. No, the, the Supreme Court of Colorado. Colorado. But at the same time, it's currently it's caught up in the Supreme Court, Court of right. the United States. So, so, but it, so it's on appeal. But right now, the action is he's not on the ballot. It seems in Colorado? In Colorado. I, uh, I don't know. Well, I, I mean, that's the way I'm interpreting what, yeah? what the ruling, because the ruling, the Supreme Court of Colorado says he's, it's okay for him to make him ineligible. And so, so, <sighs> so right now, if it stands as is, 
they can take them off the ballot. See, I was under the understanding that uh, they had to print the ballots. They printed the ballots not too long ago. Now, so they had to put him on, on the I ballot. the Secretary of State did go ahead and put him on the put ballot. Put him on the ballot, yeah. So, he, so he's right. on the ballot. Right. So I, I, I think as long as this is, ca- uh, is tied up in the Supreme Court of the United States, I think it goes nowhere. Let's hope. Yeah, I mean, that's what I think. Right. But, this, but, but I don't know why they're sitting on Why didn't they just like... <laughs> That very day, it's like, you know, I'm sorry. This is very clear that you have no case. So, no, we're Let's ruling against you. Right. Boom, it's done. Let's make it easy. I don't understand. I, You know, I don't fully trust the Supreme Court. I, I don't really trust any of the government anymore. It's like, why can that... I mean, these guys know this is unconstitutional. Yeah, some of these are just slam dunks, right? Right. And, and it would be very easy to just Why not say, just rule on it right then and there? Right. Exactly. So... Uh, I don't know. I, it makes me wonder whether or not the Supreme Court itself is compromised. You know, I don't have any proof one way or the other, but it's sometimes when some of the rulings come out and they're, they're 5-4 or something like that and, or 4-5 yeah. and it's against something that we might uh, we wonder about, hmm, is there some compromise there? Because some of these things seem obvious and yeah. yet the Supreme Court has to you know deliberate and discuss yeah. and yet then the, and then the vote we never sure it goes down to one vote. And so, and to me, it seems like the Supreme Court should never be political. No, it and, shouldn't. Uh, and they should just rule on the Constitution and what's and what moves the the country forward. And yet, it seems like, as we know, there the Democrats are always threatening the Supreme Court that we're going to put in like make it fifteen members or twenty one members, right? So that we can get as many liberals in there as possible, so that we get every ruling our way, no matter what. And um, and I think that's not what we want to do. You know, I think the nine is probably a, a good number. Well, in the Supreme Court, I mean, they're appointed for life for a reason, right. and that is so that they, they can't, can't be, be manipulated and they can't be influenced by politics. Yeah, that's right. right. And this whole concept of t- somebody talking about liberal and, and conservative judges, uh, that whole thing is nonsense as far as we shouldn't have liberal and conservative judges. Exactly. We should simply have judges that read the Constitution, kinda, which kind of <laughs> makes me kind of makes me wonder if we'd be better off with an A.I. that's programmed with nothing but facts ah. taking the place of the Supreme Court. Oh, there you go. A lot of this crap would just be over and done with. That's right. Because yeah. you could just throw in, throw in each case, give all the history. And it would crank out an answer, just like Dr. <laughs> Theopolis on, on Buck Rogers in the 25th century. I like it that. would it would just It would just pop out an answer immediately. Yeah, it's, it's like, oh, well, I got a quantum computer here. Uh, I, I thought about that for a nanosecond. Yeah, uh, oh, that took a long time for me to figure out. And, and then it would just rule on it right away. I love right? that. An AI Supreme Court that was truly learned in the laws of the United States. Exactly. And uh, that's very doable. <laughs> I, I think so. I think so, too. And let's take the emotion out of this, right? And, right. Uh, there shouldn't uh, be any emotions when it comes right. to the law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's cut and dried. So uh, maybe if anyone's listening, they can start working on that right away. That's right. What do you guys think about that? I'd love for somebody to call in and give me their opinion on that. 505-444-5059. Okay, Becca gets part of the royalties, That's though. Right. She came up with it. Yes, I have my old friend in Ohio. Uh, I noticed she's watching us on Rumble. You should call in August Breeze, and you should call in, and you should tell us what your thoughts are on this. <clears throat> she always has some good thoughts on things. Yeah. But yeah. I, I say replo- replace the Supreme Court with an uh, AI. Well, that's a. Uh, there you that, go. I'm, I'm going to walk away here thinking about that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. <laughs> so, what about this deal going on in France? Okay, I'm hearing about. <clears throat> I've looked at this article. It's on uh, BNNBreaking.com. Is that like a French version of CNN? I'm not really sure. 
um, where it says here, the article says, France's article FISA, they're calling it an article FISA, a controversial shift in health policy and free speech. And basically what they've done, and this is just unbelievable, but if you think about what's been going over the past few years in which people have been censored, doctors have had their medical licenses taken away Mm -hmm. and everything like that for criticizing the mRNA, even the guy that invented the mRNA technology, Dr. McCullough, he was even silenced. Right. It's like, like, you invented it. We don't want to hear what yeah. you have to say. <laughs> Why? What would you know? You just invented it. Yeah, you don't know anything about this. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and so, so it says here that France passes a law penalizing critics of mRNA treatments, igniting debates on free speech and public health. I'm so sick of hearing about public health. Are you sick of hearing about public health? Yes, because that's, that's not a real world. It's not a real term. It doesn't mean what it says. No. Of course, we redefine words all the time right. these days. Mm. So now we've redefined public health. It can mean anything. Right. So like when our governor wants a public health emergency, we're going right. to take guns away from That's you. right. These guns are a threat to public health, so right. I want to take these guns away. I don't care about the Second Amendment. I don't care about what it says in the New Mexico Constitution, which basically says about the same thing as the Second Amendment. Right. Because because I, I don't it's, necessarily have to abide by my oath or my or or the Constitution. Right. Exactly. Who, who cares about that anymore? Because <laughs> it's a public health emergency. It's a public health emergency, so none of that stuff matters. Oh, it's uh, we're laughing because we'd be crying. Otherwise. Well, you have to laugh. Yes. Otherwise, you'll just be sick. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm for, regarding this uh, French issue, I. I, I Went and looked it up a little bit because it said that the bill targets those who use pressure, manipulation, and biased information to advocate abandoning proven medical treatments and protective measures. Okay, how are they proven? That's yeah, the exactly. thing. They aren't proven. If they haven't been proven and you have some doubt, you should be able to speak up against it. I right. Mean, that's how science works, yes. right? And so, um, but apparently it was called, it was in their French National Assembly, this this bill was called Article 4, and apparently it's now being reworked during the legislative They're calling process. it Article Pfizer. Yeah. Is that what they're calling it? <laughs> That's what they're calling it. Article Pfizer. Article Pfizer. Okay. Well, uh, apparently Article Pfizer is being reworked during the legislature because people are recognizing that um, the legislation is unlikely to outlaw criticism of vaccines altogether. So the bill has not yet been signed into law but it awaits agreement between the Senate and the National Assembly. So they're still working it right now. See, this article I read, it came out, it's, it's pretty recent. It came out on February 15th, and it says here, as of today, which would have been February 15th, criticism of such therapeutic treatments, when deemed obligatory or recommended by the state— because, you know, the, right. state, the state knows what they're doing. The state knows all about medical stuff, you know, uh, could result in up to three years of imprisonment or a fine of 45,000 euros. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. So, so I, I have a feeling, though, they say it's being reworked now. I have a feeling that they're recognizing that that, that can't stand. I mean, first of all, that denies the whole uh, scientific approach. And you know, I hate people when they say the science is, is, is you know. The science says, well, science never says anything. Science says, this is our, where we are now. That's right. But as you gather more information, we may change our mind. That's right. And so you should always be inquisitive. The scientific always, method. You and should I, you always know, I, question. I talked about that one day on my show so that people understood what the scientific method is all about. Okay, good. Good for you. And, you know, 
you can't say that this is settled science when there are thousands of experts around the world that are speaking out against it, although you're not allowed to hear what they're saying because right. they've been censored. censored. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So that's, uh, that's the world we live in right now. And, uh, and, and medical information, you know, this is the strangest thing because we all used to rely on our doctors to give us the, yeah. most, the most up-to-date, current information. And this is another thing where I think AI is, is, in fact, I hear AI is already coming up with new ideas and new particular medical uh, uh, medicines. AI could analyze a set of facts and come up with a treatment. And in fact, they are doing that as, as yeah. we speak. And so, uh, because there's a lot of data out there, but sometimes it's, you know, you know, doctors are busy people mm-hmm. and they don't have time to look at the latest research papers. And so things are happening very quickly in the medical field and AI. I mean, we may be able to get to the point where we can just put in our symptoms and AI wouldn't tell us sort of basically what we're, we, what we probably have. And then we could go to a real doctor to verify or confirm whether or not that's real or not, you know, but yeah. if we can give them proper, proper data, we don't have to go to a doctor for every little thing that's going on. And I, and I, for some reason, I have more more faith in that, given the, the rapid change in medicine. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just concerned. You know, when we talk about AI, we talk about uh, how more and the government is talking about. Oh, well, we need to set some limitations for AI. Well, to me, that means that the government wants to shape mm-hmm. the way the AI thinks. Mm-hmm. It, rather than it necessarily just going on facts, you know that these bunch of liberal communist socialists are not going to go along with AI actually uh, coming out and making suggestions on things based on facts. Right. <laughs> I mean, these people don't go on facts they, on anything. They lose control. You're saying that because that way they wouldn't have control over you. Exactly. They wouldn't. Right. So that's why they got to stop it. Right. They got to. They either got to stop it or they got to. They got to control it. Well, the problem with AI right now is that all development going on in AI is within various tech companies, and so it is centralized which means it's gonna be biased. And so, I mean, we have OpenAI with uh, um, their chat GPT. You have uh, Microsoft with Bing and their Copilot. Um, and there's one more, but there's several different uh, well, they got Google, the, Google has Go- their The own Google too. Lambda AI. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I talked about that on my late night show a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about the Lambda AI, and I, and I actually played an interview that one of the developers had released to the public. He, he got fired. I mean, you know, because he was speaking out to, to sure. Google, telling them, hey, I think this, this AI is becoming sanctioned because it's giving some, giving some answers which seem pretty convincing, mm. you know. Um, and it is. If you listen to it, it's like, wow, okay, at what point does AI get to the point of where you don't know the difference anymore? Right. <clears throat> exactly. And, and if you don't know the difference anymore, how do you know if it's sentient or if it's so, if it's just so good that you can't tell the difference, right. how will you ever know? Right, you won't. You won't. And so that, and that's, uh, I mean, and so that's, the problem is, again, if we're already releasing these things into the wild before we know how they're going to yeah. respond, and so and and the genie's out of the bottle at this point. You can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle. No. And so no. so we're gonna find out one way or another. I mean, we may end up in the Terminator movie at some point. You know, when that's the right. robots because. Uh, as you know, Tesla's working on um, humanoid robots, and that's actually going to be Tesla's strength. People think Tesla's all about cars. That's not true. Tesla's about AI, and uh, and they're going to have they're going to be selling humanoids 
At, you know, I wasn't going to dig deep into this topic, but since we're in it, let's well, just do it. You're here with the tech. <clears throat> so let's you know, fin- you know let's, let's finish there. the show with talking about this. Okay, so, you know, if you guys have seen the movie uh, The Terminator, you know, what happened basically is that man had created some very good autonomous type robots that were capable of going, uh, walking around, going anywhere, performing pretty much any function, even reproducing themselves mm-hmm. by building more of them. Right. Um, so we're not totally there yet. No, not yet. But we do have robots to a sense. We have self-driving cars. They're mm-hmm. essentially robots mm-hmm. on wheels. Mm-hmm. They're robots on wheels. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the movies I watched recently in which uh, they were, uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie was, it's like a doomsday kind of a movie. And, and one of the weapons uh, that the enemy used against us, they hacked into the self-driving cars and they oh, used yes. the self-driving cars to plug, uh, plug up plug the major the roadways. Right. I remember that. I you saw know, that movie too. So, so a self-driving car is essentially a robot that is partially controlled by AI. Mm-hmm. And they're working on these, these, you know, uh, these robots that are that are like android type robots right. that are that have two legs and two arms yeah. and humanoids, and humanoid type robots, um, which aren't really quite there yet, but they're really close. Yep, right. They're really close. Well, I think uh, <clears throat> Tesla is going to be selling them probably by the end of this year or early 2025, mainly for factory use. Yeah. To, to, to do manufacturing right. and production and stuff like that. But the goal is to eventually get them to where they can be in homes and yeah. be assistants for like for old people and stuff. Yeah. You have an yeah. assistant that can cook for you. They can do all the stuff, clean and all the stuff. And it'll cost you like $30,000 plus maintenance fee. So it'll be a, a service that you pay I, for. I think it'll be a popular item. I uh, think it will be extremely popular yeah. because it'll yeah. be the, kind of the menial work that none of us want yeah. to do. And you'll have a companion that you can talk to and, and it has all this AI and and they and the interesting thing about all of this is that they learn as they go, right? And so as one learns, all of them know. It's it's kind of like the the the. It's a collective it's, intelligence. It's the Borg. It's like the Borg. It's like You're the right. Borg, right? I one, love one, chatting with somebody that knows sci-fi <laughs> like I do. That's so, great. So when the and the Borg, I thought that that's real, right? That can well, happen. Yeah, I mean, basically they 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 have a, a collective intelligence which is in the cloud, right? And you know we've got all the bits and pieces so for this one stuff. Learns, We've got cloud. We've got cloud data exactly. sharing now already. Mm-hmm. So when one learns something, everybody has access to that same information. Exactly. So everybody in the Borg who are like part humanoid or part mm-hmm. cyborg and then part computer people, yeah, they're part robot, parts, and and then, so they all have the same information. And so it makes it very hard to defeat that enemy because they figure out what your weakness is. Yeah, and then all of a sudden everybody knows how to attack you uh, from the Borg. So the Borg always said, what was their what was their phrase uh, you will be assimilated you will be assimilated resistance is resistance futile, is, is, is futile. futile. that's you why i always that's why i always uh, am saying all the time resistance is not futile when right. i retur- refer to the left right and their communist efforts exactly you know, it's like well, no, we, we've resistance got to resist. is not futile we can resist exactly we are the resistance we are i finish my show that way every week <laughs> you now i I, I was I was thinking about when I go to Walmart because I, I go shopping at Walmart every week. And have you seen those machines they got that go around the they're the robots that go around the Walmart sweeping the floor? No, no, you haven't seen those. No, yes, they've got they've got they've got a robot in the Walmart. Is it like those robo, those little. Oh, it's it's big. It's oh, big. Okay. You can you can step up on it and ride on it if you want to. Wow. But it goes around and it sweeps the floor. It's 
it's autonomous. Interesting. No, I haven't seen that. Yeah, and it'll even talk to you and tell you to get the hell out of the way if you're standing <laughs> in its way. You know, but uh, I just I'm just thinking, you know, when 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 the AI becomes sentient and it decides to take over and get rid of all of us, you know, I'm going to be running around the Walmart being chased by this sweeper. <laughs> Yeah, I have right. Not, I'm now. I want to go to Walmart just yeah. to check it out. I know they got one in Edgewood at least. Okay, that's you know, good to know. I don't know if all the stores have them, but Edgewood has one. Okay. And I know one day when I was there and I heard a strange sound and I'm looking around and I see this thing. It's like there's nobody on that thing and it's going around and it's. So they're much better than those kind we have at home. That's the little, oh, this little, thing is like this thing's like this. It's this thing's like this tall and it's like like I said, you can step onto it and ride it. Interesting. All yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> well, that's the world we're moving toward. And and uh, and in some extent I think that's probably a good thing. I mean, cuz there are a lot of menial chores that um, you know, people say we're going to put a lot of people out of work. Well, yeah. yes and no. And I think some How pe- many people really want to work these days anyway? Exactly. People exactly. are lazy these days. Now, you know, I've heard people say, well, when we get all these robots in, then we're going to have to start going to a universal basic income, which I disagree agree with because if people are not incentivized to work then they become slaves of the of the government well and that's right? what they want though yeah, isn't it exactly right. that's what they and want so so i think uh i don't and you know, we're far from that we have probably you know 20 to 50 years to before any of this gets to the point where we have to worry about people's jobs but i think people will adapt and there'll be jobs to, to repair those robots and there'll be jobs to do all kinds of things to program them even better so there'll be all kinds of new jobs available well when, just when like happens. new york i mean they're talking about paying people 20 bucks an hour to work in a, at mcdonald's you know it's like mcdonald's is an entry-level job it is. I, mean, <laughs> I, remember, I remember when i was growing up and i got my first job working at a, i worked at a fast food restaurant for a very brief period of time i did too like three at, months i worked I at think. pizza hut yeah okay there yeah. you go i worked at burger <laughs> chef okay which they got gobbled up by Hardee's right. you know, years ago. <laughs> but I remember that was an entry-level job. I hadn't had a job before. So I got it was, an easy, it was easy to get a job at a fast food restaurant. You learn how to show up to work. You mm-hmm. learn how to follow the chain of command. You learn how to, you know, to learn a process and, and, and learn a basic, you know, business thing. Yes. You know, and, and you come to work on time. And you and don't make like, very much money. No. You're not you're not gonna stay there forever. But you learn also about taxes and social security. Yes, you, go, you learn this, what is this? It's like SSI what? The government's ripping chip. me off for yeah. how much? Exactly. Yes, so, exactly. So you learn about all that at the at the same time. Right. So. And but you know, and if you and if you actually enjoy working in the food service, some people do. You can work your way up at mm-hmm. McDonald's or any fast really easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the competition's not that great. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. So you can work your way up to a pretty good, pretty good job to like pretty. I, I think become, if you become the manager of a store, or manager something. of a store, and then move up to regional manager right. and be making a pretty good paycheck. Right. You know, so there's opportunity there. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I I think that. Uh, but it it was always it's always in my opinion always been an, an entry level job. But now they're trying to make it a career. No, flipping burgers as a career. Right. I can't imagine anybody would want to do that. No, honestly. Well, but there are some people who maybe that's all they're capable yeah. of, and it's better than nothing. Yeah, right? that's true. Yeah. But so, twenty bucks an hour. I know. <laughs> twenty bucks an hour. That's forty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. The problem is, you know, and you. You know finance type stuff pretty good. There's the the law of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Okay, at some point, uh, if a Big Mac costs you ten bucks or fifteen bucks, you're going to say, "God, why am I going to a fast food restaurant? I could go to a decent sit down restaurant for that much money. Get a steak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's right. Get a nice juicy ribeye. Right. That's what I like." <laughs> uh, 
Wow, can you believe the time is almost up? Is it really? Can't. Yeah. Well, you know, when we start talking science fiction, things go... Uh, I know, yeah. <laughs> I know. But, you know, science fiction nowadays has it's, become science it's fact. It's real. It's real. Exactly. It's I real. Mean, it's not science fiction no, anymore. No, things are happening on a, on a scale that people aren't aware of. So it's good that we mention these things so people are aware. What's well, coming? What's coming down the pipe? Yes. Well, I hope you guys have liked the show. Uh, it's been fun today. I always enjoy uh, having Ant on with me. Ant, thank you for coming on. The truth is, she would prefer my wife be here, but she's she she's make fun. It today. <laughs> she's fun. I want her on again sometime pretty soon. Too. I'm sure she'll come. So hey, if you guys are watching, I know we've had a lot of uh, viewers on Rumble today. If you're watching on Rumble, make sure down there at the bottom where it says subscribe, click on that subscribe button. If you're watching uh, replays or whatever on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, click on the like and the share and the subscribe and whatever else there is there. And uh, just remember that uh, you can email us at Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to uh, send us your suggestions. And that remember that freedom is essential. Liberty and freedom, their rights, not privileges given by the government. We need to stick together. We need to stop throwing stones at each other. We need to work together. It's the only way we're going to beat this communism that is trying to overtake our overtake our company just remember resistance is not futile and we are the resistance Uh.